back to Shred's takes. Glad you guys could be back on the show and get the content that I'm about to go into today. And for everyone just knowing, I usually just produce about one episode weekly. So if you want the latest in NBA, NFL, kind of other sports, hear about people's experiences, definitely check out this on Apple Podcasts. Definitely check it out on YouTube as well. You know, glad you guys are joining joining the show again. Now, today, I as I expressed on Instagram, I'm going to talk about the trade moves and the rumors maybe that are still circulating now, but talk about what were the big moves, um, surprising moves that I thought were maybe the wrong way of kind of going about it or the right things for certain teams. Um, and I, I kind of want to express why, why I think certain teams got better why I think certain teams got a lot worse that maybe, you know, need an upgrade. So to get right into it, let's look at the Los Angeles Lakers because they won the NBA championship last year. Let's look at exactly what they did. They did probably arguably the best job out of anyone this offseason so far. They got Dennis Schroeder, who was an 18, 19 point a game guy with OKC last year. They got Montrez Harrell, who was a 19 point game score for the Clippers and six man of the year. They got Marcus Saul, who is a great defensive big man, a guy that can get stretch the floor, a guy that gives you about right, right now in his career, eight and six. He was, you know, one of the best bigs in the game a while ago. He's older now, but he's still great defensively. And again, he can stretch the floor. He's a smart player. They also got Wesley Matthews, who I think is a great pickup. They re-signed Markeith Morris and Catavius Caldwell Pope. So I think that they have right now a really good team for next year. And you look at all those moves, they have different ways they can play. And they can, you know, end the game with Harrell. They can start the game with the Casal, but then you have two different big guys to throw at a guy like Jokic. So overall, they are one of the big winners of this trade piece and deadline because of what they were able to produce as a result of just them getting the players that they needed. They, they again, Matt Barnes said perfectly on first tape this morning, they went out and got guys like they lost in the second round of the playoffs while the team like the Clippers that didn't necessarily do that. Now the Clippers did get, I don't think they didn't get worse. Um, I think they kind of, that they, they upgraded, I think where the, the loss of Harold, they got someone who can at least replace that, but they still have no point guard yet that I trust for them, right? The big problem with the Clippers and the ESPN guys, you know, rate about it. And so do the Fox sports guys saying how it's point guard issues, right? And it's true because they don't really have a playmaker right? Kawhi Leonard is a playmaker for himself. Paul George is really a playmaker for himself. Patrick Beverly is not a playmaker. He's a three and D guy. He's not, that's not really who he is. He's not a guy that's your prototypical point guard. He's a, you know, undersized three and D guy. That's what his role is. And, you know, again, I, I think Patrick Beverly is a little overrated as a defender based on what I've seen in the playoffs, based on the fact that I think he reaches too much, gets in foul trouble a little too much, from making a little bit of boneheaded plays at times. I think he's still a very good defender. Like I'm not trying to discredit him as like a bad basketball player, but he's not a prototypical point guard. So you get someone in my, look, you can start Patrick Beverly for sure, but you get someone who's a little off the bench. Who's like, you know, who's a little bit more prototypical at that position to facilitate the offense. That's what the Clippers need. And the Clippers got that. They would be a contender in my mind, but I don't know right now where they're looking and, you know, it's still, you know, they still have options. They can still go things, go different ways with how they want to go. But I think a team that actually surprisingly got, you know, good is I think Toronto got some good pieces, you know, Toronto got Alex Len, they got Aaron Baines. They kept Chris Boucher, kept Fred Van Fleet. Now they lost 
a player in Serge Ibaka who was a big impact for them, and they lost Marcus Saul. But I like Aaron Baines coming in because I think Baines is a guy who can stress the floor a little bit, even though he's a wacky jump shot. And he is really tough. He's a really tough-nosed guy, especially in the East. You just need a tough-nosed center that can give you at least 10 points, and he's the guy that can do that. Boucher, for people that don't know, when he was in his minutes, he did a great job. So I don't think Toronto necessarily did a bad job in the offseason. Now, I don't think they necessarily got better. I think they about stayed about the same, though. I don't think they got worse, though, because I think their pieces fit well with what they're trying to do. Again, they're orchestrated around their offense. Uh, so their offense is orchestrated around their guards, right? It's not orchestrated necessarily around their big guys, even though Serge could do that. Serge had certain games where he was phenomenal in the playoffs and certain games where he wasn't there, right? Because Serge relies a lot on his perimeter jump shot. So having guys that are tough-nosed, guys who play hard, play defense, I think it's going to be good for Toronto in maintaining that kind of tough grit mentality that Nick Nurse likes to keep. Now let's look at the Celtics. The Celtics have done very little. Um, Tristan Thompson, I think, is a good fit for them, though, because I think he's a guy that can fit well in their kind of smallish offense. I think he's a little bit more skilled than Daniel Tice. So he's a guy that you can at least – put in and he's going to play defense and he's bigger um, in that kind of stuff. So that, that, and he's also a great rim runner and guy, great, great in the pick and roll. Again, he averaged 12 and 10 last year, which is a career high for him with Cleveland. So he's a good pickup, but losing Gordon Hayward, I think actually is a loss to them. Now I think he got severely overpaid by the Charlotte Hornets, but he did give you 18 points a game last year. I think he would have helped them again. But, yeah, you're looking for a bigger role, which, I mean, every guy, I think, understands that. But, again, that is a loss for the Boston Celtics. Now let's look at the Houston Rockets, who I think is a, who actually did a good job, too. The Houston Rockets just got DeMarcus Cousins, and I think that's actually a good pickup because I think DeMarcus Cousins actually is going to come back for revenge. I think he's going to come back. I think he's going to be pro produced. It's a big year. It's a great pickup if he is similar to the DeMarcus Cousins we saw. If he can give you, like, 20 to 20-ish points a game, you're in good shape. But if he's a guy that looked like he did in Golden State where he could barely jump, then there's a problem, right? I think he's going to be more about 20 points a game guy, but, you know, I could be completely wrong in that, but I, I, I feel pretty confident in that. Now, I want to look at the Pelicans. The Pelicans, I think, did a great job in the offseason. Now they got rid of Drew Holiday, who, again, I like Drew Holiday a lot. I'll talk about the Bucks in a minute. But they got Steven Adams, who I think is a great pickup for them. Steven Adams is a veteran center who's very skilled, gives you about 13 and 10 usually, um, sometimes higher, it depends on the season. Great screen setter, really physical defender, a guy that can will at least carve out space, make things easy to guard. It's a really smart player. He will make things easy for Zion too because he'll allow Zion to get open. And imagine getting hit by a Zion or Steven Adams screen next year. That's going to be tough because – they're going to be bigger. They're going to be more physical. I think he also brings a sense of toughness that Sandman Gundy likes. So I really like that for them. The Knicks, I want to go on the Knicks. The Knicks have not done a very good job. And I think it's because of the fact that I like the draft picks they got. Austin Rivers is not the answer that we're looking for. I think he's a great role piece. I've actually, I actually like Austin Rivers. I think he's a good player. But I don't think he's, he's, the, he's the, if that's the best guy you're getting, that's a problem, right? And, and again, and I don't, you know, want to trash ownership, but like that, like there are players who just don't want to play for the owner of James Dolan. And, you know, I think James Dolan has not been as bad recently as he has been in the past. But again, that's how players think. And even though I like Obi Toppin a lot, I, he, again, he, we have to see how he fits with Julius Randle. I think he'll do a good job, but we'll see. Um, 
But a team that has done really well is the Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks have done a phenomenal job in the offseason. They got Chris Dunn, defensive point guard. They still have Clint Capella and Trey Young coming back, along with Kevin Herter and John Collins. They just got Danilo Gallinari, who everyone lost in the playoffs last year, had a great season with OKC. Then they also got Bogdan Bogdanovich, who's a really good shooter, a, play, a guy who created his own shot, averaged 15 points a game last year. He's a guy that can explode and get 30 points too. He's a very good young player. And the fact that the Bucs couldn't get him and the Hawks did, the Hawks were so severely improved. Um, and I, so I'm sorry, immensely improved because of the fact that they got places where they needed help. Right now, Trey Young has different options he can go to now, right? You, you can go to Gallinari, you can go to John Collins, you can go to Clint Capella, you can go to, uh, you know, Rondo off the bench, right? Rondo is also a guy where you can put him in and he's, a, he's just such a smart four general. You see in the playoffs too, right? I think the Hawks could be a borderline playoff team this year. And I think that that is to do the fact that they have the pieces, they're young, but they have the pieces that could work. Now it's going to be up to their coaching, and we'll see how that goes. But the Hawks did a really, really good job in the offseason. Milwaukee. So Milwaukee is, the I think, something that I want to go into a little bit too. So let's look at Milwaukee from a few standpoints, right? Milwaukee got, I think, it's really good second option, right, or third option to Giannis, right? They got Drew Holiday, who we all know is a 19-point game score. That's an upgrade at the defensive end because he's arguably the best perimeter guard defender in the league. And you also have Chris Middleton and Giannis, right? He's a, he's a really good, he's also a very good shooter, but they gave him a lot of draft picks and Eric Bledsoe to get that. So again, it's kind of win now mentality. And even though those draft picks are not as valuable now, if Giannis and the Bucs don't do well this year, those draft picks have become very valuable for a team like the Thunder or the Pelicans and those kind of teams. So I, I think that's where there is a bit of a problem with the Bucks trade, but I think it was a pretty good job overall. And I think that the Suns, I spoke about this before, getting Chris Paul was really good for them. And I think getting him is going to help Devin Booker do a great job. I think it's going to help DeAndre Ayton really facilitate a big spring up in terms of his game. I've talked about that before. And I think, you know, the Suns will be a playoff team fighting for that sixth seed, I think, in the West. Now, I also want to go break down the Warriors. I think the Warriors have an interesting team for next year. Not as much shooting because everyone who follows basketball knows Clay Thompson tore his right Achilles, which is so unfortunate because I am a Clay Thompson fan. I love the way he plays. I love the way he handles himself. That's, that's just so unfortunate that this had happened to him because I was looking forward to him having a big year. I think he was going to have a big year. But I like Oubre a lot. I think he's a very athletic guy. He can shoot it. And I think he's also very good going to the rim. They're going to be more athletic now than they probably would have been. They're going to have Wiseman. They have Pascal. They have um, Wiggins. They have Draymond Green. They have Steph. They don't have a ton of shooting. Now, they need to address that key. I think they need another shooter. But what I think that they can develop, though, is a little bit more of that cohesive chemistry with those other pieces and also be able, I think, to maybe cause some problems. Now, this is, the reason with the Warriors is interesting, too, it's because they, they really need to see some sort of development from Andrew Wiggins. He needs to get into that star mode that he has the potential of being. He's always around 20 points a game, but he's not a consistently good player. And I think that's where the Warriors need him to be. If Steve Kerr does his job right, which I believe he will, that will transfer over, I think, the Warriors getting probably a top five or six seed in the West. I don't think they're going to be a contender. The Nuggets got 
didn't get any better. Losing Jeremy Grant, I think, is a, is a big loss to him. He's a, he's a really good defender and a guy that can at least, you know, score 10 to 15 points a game. He went to the Pistons for $60 million. So I think that was a big loss to them too. So what are my takeaways from this, from all this stuff? So I just gave you kind of, his, you know, a rundown of what I thought. So the winners are definitely the Hawks and the Lakers. And I think the Pelicans, definitely. The Suns, um, I think, are those are the, the four. I think the Warriors... I got they got some good pieces, but I don't see them be, as a winner. I see them more as like they kind of are stagnating. I see kind of the Nuggets stagnating. I see the Clippers kind of in that row because the Clippers didn't get the, their point guard addressed, and I think that's a problem. But those and then you know you got yeah, the, the the Bucks are kind of the same way. The Bucks, I think they got Drew Holiday is a great piece, but I think they gave up a lot to get him. And if they got Bogdanovich, I would have said, oh, that's a great pickup. But they didn't necessarily do that. My mind, I saw Brooklyn coming out of the East or even Miami or Philadelphia. That's what I forgot to mention. Philadelphia did a, is a winner of definitely the trade rumors as well. Because if you look at Philadelphia, they addressed a lot of different needs. They got guys like Dwight Howard. They got guys like Seth Curry. They got guys like Danny Green, who are going to help Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid hopefully play well together. Now, we'll see what happens with James Harden, um, but I don't know what's going to happen there. But yeah, so there were probably about five winners or so that did well in the, in the offseason. And then the rest of the teams stagnated. And there's some teams that just did not do a very good job. Like, okay, so he's going to rebuild mode. Um, I didn't really understand why they were thinking about that. But, you know, it, 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 it's, if it works out, it works out, right? So I think that if you look at all that from a totality, I think that there are certain teams who did, you know, those five teams, like I mentioned, the Lakers, the Suns, the Pelicans, the 76ers, and – um, the Hawks, I think, did a really good job. The, uh, and then you have the Clippers and Bucks, who I think did decently um, in their picks and their in their job they did. I think that the other teams kind of either stagnated or didn't do too well. And I think for the Clippers to stagnate, I don't or did slightly good is a bit of a problem because they should have went harder in free agency because. They lost in the second round, right? The Lakers won the NBA championship. And, you know, like Miami got better, right? Because Miami got Avery Bradley. But, you know, Miami didn't get a whole ton. But Miami doesn't want really to have to change a lot of their team. They got the NBA finals this year. And Miami is, I think, going to be alive to, to get back there again. I think Miami's one of the best coached, toughest teams in the NBA to play against because of the way they play, the defense they play. And it's going to all depend on how good KD is next year for the Brooklyn Nets. So, I'm excited for the NBA season. I think those trades were really good for certain teams. I think the whole rumors around it were good. I'm glad that the deals actually, were, we got to know the solidification. They weren't just rumors that were just broadcasts for them to debate about. I think it was good that they actually went into details of what happened. I think Woj, obviously, as Woj does, did a good job. And that's kind of the gist I have on that. So that's going to conclude the show. Again, you guys can follow this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, as well as YouTube. This clip's always on YouTube. So I hope you guys have a good rest of your Thanksgiving. Enjoy it. And I'll be back next week with another episode. So take it easy, guys.